Oil prices have fallen through the floor. Oil prices tanking today, dragging the markets lower as well. The Dow down over 500 points. IBM shares falling sharply, uh, down 4.5%. The company reported a mixed quarter. Uh, IBM then withdrew its 2020 guidance in response to the pandemic. Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. Well, the first quarter of 2020 is over, Lauren, and it has been... What's the best way to describe it? A game changer? Uh, eye-opener. An eye-opener. It's been rocky. It's been it's been a crazy ride. Uh, and this is one of the things that we talk about all the time when we talk about retirement planning is uncertainty because nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows when we're looking back December of 2020 what the entire year is going to look like and all the all the financial losses all the all the economic losses everything that's going to transpire we can only guess and it's that uncertainty that really creates a lot of the anxiety that people are going through right now and that uncertainty is what we're going to try to get our minds around today as we talk about how that uncertainty and that the risk factor uh when it comes to markets recession interest rate and healthcare can fit in your retirement plan. So that's what we're going to tackle today. I'm Molly Nelson. I'm here with Rochelle Smith and Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner. Rochelle, your producer, before we dive into sort of uh, the market risk and what this COVID-19 has done to the market, let's talk a little bit about the coronavirus and how it's affected us. What What's one thing you're doing differently? Um, one thing I miss is the movies. Uh, I was a pretty avid moviegoer, and now I'm having two Redbox movies at home. So, yeah, it's the smell of popcorn. It's sitting in their recliner seats. Uh, it's just an experience that you can't always mimic at home. So I, de- I definitely miss going to the movies. So, yeah, you're an avid moviegoer. Yep. Try to see all, most of the new releases in the movie theater. Yep. And let's keep it on the social aspect of things, because I know uh, we're going to get to the financial financials. Lauren, you're a big axe thrower and you guys have started, you've continued axe throwing, but it's, it's changed a little bit. Yes. It's, uh, evolved to be online. Like a lot of, uh, other activities that we do from a work standpoint, it's all social media. Uh, so the axe throwing league has, uh, they call it the Q T A L quarantine axe throwing league. So the Q A T L, there you go. That's what they call it. (laughs) So yeah, we do it through uh, Facebook live. Right. So uh, little go a little further with that. You don't, I mean, you have to throw it at home. Well, so you've built the, a target. Yeah. So there has to be, uh, an at home target or some of the owners will go to their shop, right? Cause it's empty and they'll throw at their shop. But most of us, we have to build the, uh, at home target. So mine is in the backyard. It's an outdoor target. And what you do is you, uh, go to Facebook live when you're throwing your match, throw the 10 throws and then they call it the ghost match. So somebody else across this country or world will throw their match, and then you see see who wins. They'll throw their axe. Do you? Um, how do you, we know that you're staying as far back as you can? I mean, are you tempted to like take one big giant leap forward then throw your axe? No, not tempted at all. <laughs> it's, I would. Be. It's, it's very much the honor system. I mean, you have people developing their own their own targets. Uh, you can depends on how they shoot the video. You can see where their foot is, uh, but it's, it's very much on the honor system. And there's no money involved. 
right? So in the regular leagues, you can win a trophy, you pay a fee. They're not charging an entry fee for this. So people are just having fun. They're staying busy throwing axes. And I think they're having a lot of fun building their axe targets uh, and having it outside and having the access. I can tell you, uh, Saturday this weekend, I spent five hours throwing axes, which is more time than I've ever spent. And we went through a couple different boards, a couple different target boards. You know, the axe throws, takes chips out, and you gotta got to replace it. <clears throat> so it's it kind of fun. It's just great outdoor activity. Uh, I haven't been outdoors much this year so far. The weather hasn't been great, plus the the uh, the COVID nineteen situation. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It just gave me it, it forced me to build the outdoor axe target, and now it's just there, so I can use it whenever. That's a neat way to stay with something I know you love, the axe throwing. So wait, how how can we watch these Facebook lives? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see you throw axes. Well, you, I think you. Ha- see, I don't think it's available to everybody. Darn it. So you, I go to the page and then I go Facebook. You would you would know more the tech guru. I go to the page and then I go Facebook Live and it shows up on that page. But I don't think it's available to everybody unless you're a part of that page group. Is my thought. Darn it. Yeah, but uh, Jace, Jace had a lot of fun. So last last season, Brad Smiley and I were uh, qualified for the world tournament on duels. So that's when we throw the axe at the same time at the same target. So Jace and I are now duels partners. So Jace and my daughter, she's eight, and she just loves it. She just loves it. And uh, when she throws an axe and my axe hit, hits her handle and breaks her handle, she just has a lot of fun giving, <laughs> me, giving me crap for it. Uh, so it's it's good, and she she focuses more when her and I are throwing at the same time. So she's really good, uh, can be really good, inconsistent, but regardless, it's fun. So she was out there Saturday, five hours throwing too. So the coronavirus we know has changed our social lives, but on a more serious and really important level, it's changed. Uh, how people are looking at investments. I mean, they're watching the stock market learn and they're seeing this volatility. And here at Merkle Retirement Planning, we mostly talk to families and work with families that are pre-retirees and retirees. So if you're 20 or 30 or maybe even 40, you're looking at this volatility and the risk that it poses for your retirement a lot differently, Lauren, than you are if you're 50, 60, 70, 80, or 90. Most most definitely. And with the COVID-19, I mean, really what we're in is a perfect storm for increased anxiety. With everybody, most people at home right now watching TV all day long, I mean, the stock market hasn't stopped. The stock market has been more volatile than what we've seen since the Great Depression. So the stock market hasn't stopped, but people at home, they're able to watch this every single day and they log into their 401k plans and they see their 401ks are down by 30 percent and it's just it just creates a lot of anxiety so the tension has been building and if it keeps going this way this tension is going to get more serious and then what it's going to do is it's going to make people make people feel like they're forced to make decisions that they really probably shouldn't make which is like selling out of their investments when it's low going to cash and then that's what really really hurts investments so being in the stock market, it, it's a risk, of course, no matter what age you are. But when you're talking about pre-retirees and retirees, first of all, you need to have a handle on what that risk is. 
The conversation around how much risk you feel comfortable taking should be a conversation that is had on a consistent basis because that changes. I mean, it's an attitude. It's a mentality. Uh, It's also a need, by the way. So there's two components to the risk equation. There's one is how, how do you feel comfortable with risk? And that's the part that changes. The other one is how much risk do you need to take to accomplish the goals that you have set forth? How much risk do you need to take to accomplish your retirement vision? So those are two different things but both of them need to be uh, developed, monitored, and then maintained and changed as, as necessary. Do you find that when you first sit down with a lot of families and you're looking at the whole portfolio, so you're not, of course, just looking at their 401k, you're taking into account every moving piece, a social security, their tax situation. Do you find that though, when it comes to that market investment, they don't quite have a handle on how much risk they're taking and wouldn't know how they would have been affected by, by what we're seeing in this, this first quarter of 2020? One of the worst tragedies of these types of bear markets, or even when we go into a recession is people have no idea how much risk they're exposed to. And when we saw that in 2008, the last great recession, people lost 50% of their life savings in a really short period of time. They had no idea they were exposed to that type of risk. And that's why having that conversation of how much risk do you feel comfortable with taking and the conversation of here's how much risk you are taking and making making sure that it's aligned. So with all of our families, we are talking about based on how their portfolio is designed, here's how much risk you're taking. And then we use technology to analyze that portfolio and say, if we go through a really bad market timeframe, which is what we're doing right now, here's how your portfolio would react how do you feel about it? Is it too much risk? Are you comfortable with it? Uh, do we need to take more risk to accomplish your retirement goals a little bit quicker maybe? But that conversation has to have, and it's important to stay away from sub- subject, uh, subjective type of language. You know, th- there's a lot of conversations that are going on out there that, that's, that is like this. It's like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, on a scale from one to 10, one being the most conservative, 10 being the most aggressive, how do you feel about your investment risk? Hmm. <laughs> And then maybe Mrs. Jones is like, well, I feel like I'm a six. Yeah. And Mr. Jones is like, well, I feel like I'm maybe a three. And so they compromise and say, let's, let's go with a four and a half. But a four and a half to even Mrs. Jones could be different than what a four and a half is to Mr. Jones and certainly different than what a four and a half is to me. So it's very subjective. And that's why when we have these risk conversations, the conversation should go like this. Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you have a $500,000 portfolio. If we go through a really bad market scenario based on how your investments are positioned, we anticipate that your portfolio would lose about $100,000. How do you feel about it? Right? $100,000, everybody knows what that means. It's not subjective and it leaves a lot less room for error with that type of conversation. So some people listening are probably like, okay, great information. Wish I would have known that two months ago, but here we are. And here's where my portfolio is uh, based on where I'm invested. So now they're wondering, what can I do now? Are there things I can do right now? With, with, and right now we're just focusing on market risk uh, with the COVID-19. Are there things I can do right now? There's a lot of things that you can do. One is if you don't have a plan in place, get a plan. And, and if, if you don't have a plan and we're in the depths of a recession or we're in the midst of of a 20% bear market, it's not too late because there's going to be many more bear markets over the next 30 years, over the next 20 years. We're going to have many more recessions. On average, recessions happen every four and a half years, bear markets about every four years. So we're going to see more of these take place. And if there are strategies that you can implement right now when the market's down, wouldn't you like to know about it? 
right? And you're not going to know about it unless you take some steps to create your plan that's based on what it is you're trying to accomplish. And that can be predictive and reactive to current market events. So one of those strategies, Lauren, is dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging can be extremely powerful an extremely powerful way to take advantage of this type of market decline. Dollar cost averaging, what it simply is, and, and by the way, a lot of people are doing this right now and have no idea that they're doing it. Basically, it's just continuing to put money into the market on a systematic basis, regardless of where the market's at. So the market's going up, right? You have your money going from your paycheck to your 401k plan. Uh, the market's going down. You have your money still going from your paycheck to the 401k plan. It would be a big mistake for a lot of people if they decrease the amount of contributions they have going to their 401k plan, or if they shut them off altogether. Now, I know that this is unique situation with the COVID-19 and some people aren't getting paid. So it's by force that they, they can't contribute. Um, but if you, if you are in a position where you can still make contributions to your 401k plan, especially if you're 30, 40 years old, continue to make those contributions. Sometimes I hear sentiments of, why would I want to continue to contribute to my 401k plan? Because two weeks later, it's gone, right? The market just evaporates it. It takes it away. And that is what really prevents people from retiring on time or with the lifestyle that they want to. These are buying opportunities. So if you have the means, if you're in a comfortable position, continue to contribute because what you're doing is you're buying shares of a, of a ton of different companies in the form of the mutual funds underneath your 401k plan. And you're buying these shares cheaper than what you could have even three months ago. So keep collecting these shares. These shares are valuable. And when the market comes back up, whenever it comes back up, the value of those shares is going to come back up and you are going to be extremely happy about the discipline that you exercise to buy when it was painful. And that's what Warren Buffett says, is when it's painful, you want to buy. When everybody else is fearful, you want to be greedy. When everybody else is being greedy, you want to be cautious. All right now, everybody's fearful. So buy as much as you can comfortably afford, and it's only going to help you down the road. Uh, let's see. Here's a quick quiz. Can Warren Buffett afford to buy more or less than me? <laughs> more. More <laughs> than everyone on the planet, pretty much. But he does obviously give advice to the common investor as well. Okay, so that's good advice if you're working and you're still contributing to a 401k. But if you're retired, there's no more employee-sponsored plan. That's right. And that's what makes the dollar cost averaging strategy extremely difficult for those who are retired because they're no longer earning money from wages. They're no longer contributing to an employer plan. In fact, if they don't have earned income, they can't even contribute to, a, to, a, to an IRA. So it's difficult. But what we've done is we've developed strategies that allows our retirees to take advantage of dollar cost averaging, even though they're, they're not working. So really, since November of 2017, we have been doing what we call taking profits, taking profits off the table. We felt like the market was directionally high. So we were taking some profits because we, we had an 11 year bull run. So there was a lot of profits to take. We took some of those profits and we put it in a very safe place. And we were waiting for an opportunity like this where we could incorporate a dollar cost average strategy back into the market for our retirees. So that's what we've been really busy with the last 40 days is taking a piece of that money and systematically putting it back into the market and buying when the market's on sale. So even our retirees have incorporated dollar cost averaging, which is only going to help their portfolio as, as we go through the, the next five to 10 years. And that's one of the misconceptions as well is, is this time frame. 
you know, there's many retirees that, that feel like they don't have time on their side to go through a market downturn like this. And that's the necessity of planning because you're right. You don't have the, the time on your side to lose 50% of your portfolio. But if you constructed a portfolio that we call, we call a low volatility portfolio that really weathers the storm on the downside and gets a reasonable return on the upside, then you're not going to lose the 40, for 40 to 50% on the downside. You can incorporate a dollar cost averaging strategy like I just described, and then you can come out of this really well when the market does rebound. So the, the, the DCA strategies, the dollar cost averaging strategies work really well and are important regardless of whether you're 30 years old or you're 70 years old retired. So we're talking about risks in retirement here on retiring today, and we just covered the market, but Lauren, if a recession hits and I'm retired, what kind of risks are involved with that? This is what most retirees are really concerned about, and this increases the anxiety and makes them really nervous. And by the way, having those anxious feelings, being a little bit nervous in, in these types of environments, that's completely natural. It's completely normal. But what helps alleviate that type of nervousness is having a really comprehensive, coherent, customized, is that enough adjectives? <laughs> that's C's that's there. the three C's right there. <laughs> Retirement income plan. So uh, as, as we talk about on the show all the time, there's five components to the retirement plan. One of the most important ones for retirees is the income plan component. And unfortunately, what we see a lot of times is that there's just kind of this income plan that's slapped together, but there's not a lot of teeth to it. So when we go, when retirees go through a recession, they end up with a, a lesser amount of income, uh, their assets go down because their stock holdings go down. Maybe even sometimes their bond holdings go down, so they can't deliver as much income from it. And one of the misconceptions about stocks is people feel like stocks are an income machine, whether or not they're a growth machine. And a lot of times people will try to use stocks, especially blue chip stocks that have dividends as income producing uh, stocks as an in income producing type of investment. And that's where a lot of people go wrong. Every time we go through a recession or a bad market cycle, we see these blue chip companies decrease their dividends. So if your income is dependent upon these dividends, then your lifestyle is going to decrease with these dividends. And we're seeing that right now. There's just an announcement this morning that a lot of companies are decreasing their dividends. We're talking about these big companies, the S&P 500 companies, they anticipate that as a whole, the S&P 500 companies are going to decrease their dividends by six to 9% coming up shortly. So if you're a retiree and you're dependent upon those dividends, do you want your income, aka your lifestyle to be decreased by six to 9%? No, of course not. There's not any retirees that we have that want to have their lifestyle, their, their, their lifestyle activities go up and down with the stock market. And that's why it's so important to put some, some real teeth behind what your income plan is. So what we do is we segment out your assets. And we, we have, the, you know, the best way to visualize this is just think about a pie. And one slice of that pie is cash. Cash in these environments is king. That's why they call cash is king. Because that's where your lifestyle is going to come out of. So you're going to take your your income from that cash. You don't have to worry about what the stock market's going to do. You want typically somewhere around six to eight, maybe even 12 months of cash. That can vary depending upon the severity of the economy and the markets. But you know you're going to be okay to do the things you want to do on a daily and monthly basis because the cash is there. 
And then you have another slice of pie that's taking on a little bit more risk than cash. You're receiving a little bit higher yield, and it's also replenishing the cash slice. So as you're taking cash out to live on, that's going down, but it's getting filled back up by the other slice that's earning a little bit higher yield. And then you just keep going. You have another slice of pie, a little higher risk, a little bit higher yield. It's replenishing the other one. And then the other the other part of the pie, whether it's 40% that's in stocks or 50% that's in stocks or 30, depending upon what your plan is and what your, what your tolerance for risk is, that is growing for you. And then that is replenishing the fixed income side of your pie, right? So it's all, it's all working together. It's very cohesive. It's well thought out, monitored, maintained, and changed as times call for it. So it's, it's, it's complex. It's not necessarily the easiest thing, but that's why we spend a lot of time focused on portfolio development uh, and design and how it integrates into retirees' income plans. Because it's times like this that, that you want to make sure your income plan is solid because this is your life. You've worked a long time. You've worked a long time. You're disciplined. You saved money. And then this is, this is where you should really be able to enjoy it. And recessions aren't going to go away. We're going to have them, and you're going you're gonna to go through three, four, five in your retirement. So we need to be prepared for them and, and, and ready to maintain our lifestyle even when we go through recessions. And if you want to see Lauren draw that pie that he was talking about, we did a whole segment on this on Facebook, so it's still on there. We do it on a Facebook Live every Tuesday morning. Uh, Lauren gives a, a Merkel market update at 9 a.m. Central Time, but those videos still live on our Facebook page, so he uh, kind of illustrates this. I have to see, you guys could give him a grade on his pie drawing. His pie drawing skills aren't the <laughs> hey, best, no. but you'll get the concept and you'll be able to see it, and Lauren goes a little bit more in depth on this strategy uh, right here that he was talking about. So we're talking about risks in your retirement, and you alluded to, I think you talked about bonds just a little bit ago, but interest rate is one of those risks, Lauren. Interest rate risk is a, is a big risk, and especially a big risk like where interest rates are right now. Interest rates are basically zero, and so if you you want to have bonds or you want to have some kind of guaranteed or safe investments within your portfolio, because as we just discussed, stocks are not dependable. Scots are Scotch. Why do I keep saying Scotch? Scotch is where you want what Scotch. you want to say. <laughs> Scotch is very dependable. <laughs> stocks is not a stocks are not a dependable income machine, right? They are long term a dependable growth machine. So you want some bonds, you want some security within your portfolio. It's just in in times like this, it's extremely challenging because interest rates can only go go one way, and that's up. So eventually, they're gonna go up. So if you buy a bond. Right now, this, this is just a basic example so you, you get the concept. If you buy a bond right now and you pay $100 for that bond, interest rates go up. Now, the value of that bond is no longer $100. So if you buy, you buy a bond right now, it's $100, and it pays you 1%. Interest rates go up. You can get a new issue bond at 2%. Who's going to want your 1% bond? Who's going to want to pay you $100 for that 1% bond? Because they can go out and buy one at, two, at 2%. So you can sell that bond, but you have to sell it at a discount. So the market value of that bond is no longer $100. It might be $80. So if you want to sell the bond, you're going to get $80 on return, in return for your $100 bond. And then you can take that $80, go out and buy a 2% bond. Right? That's interest rate risk is, is when, you, when interest rates go up, your bond prices are going to go down. And even when they mature, 
what are you able to get for that money that you collect from the maturity of that bond? It's all dependent upon where interest rates are going. So what we've been doing is we've been using bond alternatives in our portfolio. And the whole idea behind this is we still want security. We want some guarantees as a part of the portfolio. We know we can't have everything in a stock. And that's where fixed index annuities have been really valuable for pre-retirees and retirees. The whole concept of the fixed index annuity is you can't lose money. So when the markets go down, doesn't matter. You get a 0% rate of return, you're happy. It's, your money's guaranteed. When the market goes up, you get a piece of the up. So you get none of the down and you get a part of the up. Now, there are some disadvantages with them and they're not right for everybody, just like stocks aren't right for everybody. Bonds aren't right for everybody. So you want to make sure that you you use the vehicles that are best suited for you and what you're trying to accomplish. And there are a ton of fixed index annuities out there. And just like stocks, most of those fixed index annuities you wouldn't want to touch. Most stocks most bonds you don't want to touch. You want to touch the right stocks. You want to use the right bonds. You want to use the right fixed index annuities for you. And that's what we spend a lot of time doing is, is searching through all the different stocks, all the different bonds, all the different fixed index annuities, all the different products to design the right portfolio for our families. But it is a really good tool to use right now to help alleviate some of the interest rate risk, to help alleviate a lot of the market risk, where we can have guaranteed investments in the portfolio. We know we're not going to lose any of our principal, and we're going to get a, 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 a reasonable percentage of the up in the market. So these are guaranteed investments, and really all we're trying to do is we're trying to beat the banks, trying to beat what we can get at bonds with bonds, trying to beat what we can get at the bank. Lauren, you talked about dollar cost averaging. That happens inside a fixed indexed annuity? Well, the way that we design the plans uh, with these fixed index annuities is we're designing them to be very effective dollar cost averaging vehicles. So not only are they protecting principal, right? You can't lose any money. But then when the market does take a dive like this, we can take a, a piece of those the money out of the fixed index annuity that didn't lose anything and dollar cost average it back into the market and buy low. So not only are they, they very effective the way we use them in a design to protect the principal, to make sure that, that clients or families that we work with don't lose too much money, but then now we can also take advantage of the market dips. So a lot of our families, they're not, they're not fearful of the market dips. We've been talking about this happening for some time, this market volatility, and just waiting for the opportunity to get the money out of the safe accounts and back into the market when we, when we can buy low. Everybody always says the way to make money in the market is to buy low, sell high. It's just very few people do it. And especially when you're retired, it's extremely challenging to do, again, because a lot of your money's tied up in the different investments that you already have. So this is a way to rearrange them a little bit, protect, earn on the upside, but then take advantage of the markets when we go through these times as well. And as we continue the conversation about risks, I have to think that this pandemic has people looking at their healthcare situation, looking at their coverage, looking at kind of their long-term care plan and reevaluating how we're going to pay for it and do we have enough? Definitely something that pre-retirees and retirees are thinking about, Lauren. Well, the healthcare planning has been a challenge now for, for the last five years or so. And I can tell you, it's going to be a significant challenge for people going forward. The, the burden of healthcare premiums is significant. And with the recession that is going to come, a lot of businesses are going to be closing up, which means a lot of people are going to be out of jobs. So we have people who are not Medicare age yet. They're not, they're not 65. Let's say you're 62. You lost your job. Uh, it's hard to find another job at that point. 
And so maybe you're forced into retirement, but now you're not eligible for Medicare. So you have to cover maybe $1,800 a month, $2,500 a month for, for a couple for healthcare between 62 and 65. They were not planning on that. So that is an extreme challenge and that needs to be integrated in with people's retirement plan. It was a challenge before when they could, they could choose to retire at 62 and take on that expense, but now it's an unexpected expense. So it needs, it needs to be planned for from a long-term care standpoint. It said that 52% of people after the age of 65 are going to need some kind of long-term care in their retirement. A total cost of just healthcare costs in retirement, somewhere around $280,000 just for, just for healthcare. Wow. So it's significant and needs to be planned for. It needs to be incorporated into the plan. One of the, one of the sentiments that I hear all the time from families, from couples that we work with is I just want to make sure regardless of what happens with my health, uh, regardless of whether we need long-term care or not, that my spouse, when I'm gone is taken care of. And long-term care expenses at the clip of ten thousand a month, maybe ten years from now, that's going to be fifteen thousand dollars a month. That really derails people's retirement plans, and it really hurts the surviving spouse and their prospects of living the lifestyle that they always wanted to once their spouse passes on. Which is why we really need to put emphasis on the healthcare planning, the long-term care planning. And regardless, I mean, with long-term care, it's, it has been a conundrum now for about eight to 10 years of how people adequately cover that type of risk. Because long-term care policies have, are, have the new long-term care policies are not nearly as, as effective as what the old ones are. But there's been a lot of uh, technological advances as far as how you can offset that risk. Um, but e even if you choose to cover that risk w by ensuring it yourself, it needs to be incorporated into your plan. So if you're 82 years old, you need $15,000, $12,000 a month to cover your long-term care risk, how does that impact your surviving spouse? And then that way everybody knows. And if you're adequately covered by self-insuring, great, now you know, and you're confident about it. If not, then, then how much of that risk do you need to offset? And then what are the best strategies for you and your spouse to offset those risks to make sure regardless of what happens, 20 years down the road that everybody's taken care of the way they want to be. So the takeaways from today's show, Lauren, first off, prepare your investments differently in retirement to manage market risk. Which which makes a lot of sense because in retirement, you're living a different life, right? You, your goals and objectives are different. The, the economy we know is always going to be changing. The markets are always going to be changing. You can't control the markets or the economy, but you do want control over your life. You want control over your lifestyle. You're, not, you're no longer 30 years old. So when your 401k balance drops from... Uh, drops by 50%, it's not just your 401k balance, it's your life, it's your lifestyle, it's, it's what pays for your, your activities and your retirement vision. So your planning needs to evolve as all of those other things evolve as well. And your plan has to include income even in a recession. Well, of course, because of just because we're in a recession doesn't mean you don't need to live. Doesn't mean you don't want to do different things. Now, this is a different recession from the standpoint that we're all restricted on what it is, what kind of activities we can engage in. But you still need income, right? You still need income. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people because they lost their jobs, they're not receiving income. Their lives change in retirement. You're not dependent upon an employer anymore. You are your employer. Your savings is your employer. So make sure you manage the savings in the right way. Have an adequate income plan to make sure that regardless of recession or not, your income can come in for as long as you're alive. 
And we just talked about, of course, incorporating your health care plan and your long-term care plan into your retirement plan. So you've probably been listening to this and maybe you have some questions. Here's kind of a neat opportunity. Here's the website. It's MerkleRetire.com, M-E-R-K-L-E. And it's an opportunity to to schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call directly with Lauren. You'll go right to his calendar. You'll get scheduled right in there. And Lauren, you're fine in 15 minutes. You can get a lot covered. Well, these are pretty pretty cool calls. We've never really done this before. It's a, it's a great opportunity for you because it's 15 minutes direct conversation with me. Uh, and we cover a ton of information within that 15 minutes. And really what my, what my goal is, is are there some things I can give you to enhance what it is that you're already doing? There's a lot of people out there with a ton of questions right now. It's an opportunity to get answers to those questions that's specific to you. And then also, if you don't have a plan, what are some of the steps that you can engage in to start your retirement plan? And if we play a role in that and we work together to, to help customize that plan for you, fantastic. If not, then you have some more information to help you on your journey to retirement. We'll continue giving you more information on this podcast. It's retiring today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC.